Greetings, everyone. Rick Cole here from RDC International in Florida, along with my colleagues Jeff Donovan and Dennis Mayer at the University of South Florida's Ocean Circulation Group. We are here to talk a little bit about ADCPs on buoys. We thank uh, Teledyne RD Instruments for inviting us to uh, give you a brief overview, very brief, of some of our experiences of collecting data uh, from surface buoys with downward-looking ADCPs. There's something that's uh, it, it's very, very challenging, uh, not to say the least. We understand that we're putting an ADCP on a moving platform, but you really have to start to understand uh, what's going on, on in, in the arrangement with, with depth versus frequency. But at the end of the day, what's, what's really important is understanding what to do with the data once you recover. There's a lot going on there in, in post-processing. Um, this was our very first attempt back in the early 90s uh, out on the, on the west Florida shelf of uh, eastern Gulf of Mexico. Uh, we took one of our uh, Pacific narrowband 150 uh, ADCTs and we inverted it and installed it in the, in the uh, buoy bridle downward looking. This was a 50 meter location uh, just north of Tampa Bay. Um, this was the, the first attempt at, at doing this. And the thing about the narrowband ADCP is it has a 30 degree spread on the beam pattern, and that gets the energy away from the mooring line in a nice, clear manner. And, and what you can see here on the left, uh, these are contour plots uh, of U and V, and they came out very nice and clean. There was very little uh, massaging that had to be done to this data set. And over here on the right, we have our vector plots. Uh, this is a nice, clean, near, near, uh, near full water column set of bins. Again, it was a 50-meter site, and we have we have just about 40 meters of data. In the early to mid-90s, uh, RD, RD Instruments introduced the workhorse ADCP, very, a variety of frequencies. Uh, so this, this changed the way we process data uh, immediately due to the fact that the beam pattern is now 10 degrees less. And we also started mounting uh, instrumentation on the mooring line, which uh, ultimately would cause problems when we're looking at that post-processing of the bin data. This is a schematic pulled from the workhorse manual, which clearly shows uh, the cone and the, co the cone of side lobe reflection and that beam pattern. And you can see uh, right here, this, is, this text down here actually says, please do not put obstructions in this region. Well, again, that, that the energy from each beam is going directly down the mooring line. Also here we had to uh, definitely do some very seriously serious thinking on redesigning our buoy bridle uh, to not obstruct any of the four beams. This was a, uh, a design that a, a group had, had wanted to do using an older style of buoy bridle. Uh, and you can see that clearly that's going to affect beam one uh, of the data. Here we break out each beam, one, two, three, and four. Uh, again, this, this was for a 25 meter uh, mooring location, and here we see the surface in the beginning of the uh, data set, and then down here is the, we're hitting the bottom, and this is our side load reflection. Um, you can clearly see we are picking up the mooring uh, from each beam, and these little nodes here are CTDs along the mooring line. This is the raw data set without any, any uh, additional processing uh, of U and V, and you can clearly see the bottom, that's these white bubbles. And then these horizontal green uh, marks are the CTDs online. Now, once that data is cleaned up in post-processing, we actually are extracting out those biased bins 
that we're picking up in the CTDs. And you can, you can see here we have a, a nice clear, clear contour of, of, of about 20 meters of that 25-meter uh, location. In the late uh, latter part of the last decade, 2009, RDI introduced the Doppler volume sampler. This is actually a single point current meter that, that actually profiles out to five bins. So you can see that we're now adding uh, continued interference uh, within our, our data set. Well, we first tried to um, install these on the mooring line side by side, but hardware was not allowing us to, uh, to do that. So we had to go uh, top and bottom of uh, the CTDs, which was going to add, again, add continued uh, interference on that data set. And here it is. Again, beam one, two, three, and four pulled out from the data set. And you can clearly see the, the CTDs and the DVSs are picked up in beams one and beam three, and along with the mooring uh, throughout the data set. This is the, the cleaned up version uh, of, of the comparison data set. The top panel, this is uh, the V component, top panel north and south uh, direction. Uh, this is the DVS, and then this is the uh, downward looking workhorse uh, that's in the, the center of the bridle. And you can see there's excellent correlation between both, both instruments. At, at, at the end of the day, what we decided uh, that bottom mounting the ADCPs is clearly the better way to go. So in a perfect world, we would decouple the ADCPs from the buoy and, and bottom mount them aside from a uh, surface buoy in this fashion here. Back when uh, Neil Treneman was still working with RDI, we had a dream at USF of, of testing horizontal ADCPs on the buoys and also down at the, um, at the bottom mount, the bottom boundary layer, removing the ADCP from the buoy, uh, bottom mounting it again, and then replacing that with with acoustic modems to get the full coverage without uh, out any biased ADCP data. And that also allowed us to mount as many CTDs in the water column as, as we possibly could. If you go to the Ocean Circulation Group's webpage, here's the link right here, you can pull up a, a very, very nice uh, data comparison between downward-looking ADCPs and upward-looking ADCPs. Uh, Weisberg et al., that is there um, to pull out for, for review. It's a very, very excellent data, data set. And again, as we said, at the end of the day, if you are planning on mounting ADCTs on buoys, it's best to contact those that have already done it so you don't have to reinvent the wheel and really uh, question uh, what all has to be done in that uh, post-processing. There's definitely a lot to it. Uh, we thank you very much for listening, and good luck.